welcome back to the Conscious Contact Podcast. My name is Janae and I am your host. And today I want to talk about a little bit of tea. It's not really tea, but people are making it out like there's some drama going on. So I want to get into that and the deeper issues. Before we get into that, hello and welcome to the merch. I don't know if you can really see it. I'm kind of covering up with the mic. I have merch. We have merch technically because this is a conversation. We're making conscious contact with each other. There is this lovely shirt. There's another tie-dye print of this that is more pastel. There's a sweatshirt, coffee mug, AirPod cover, tote bag, a lot of really fun stuff. So there's a link for that below here if you want to check it out. Do not get this shirt if you don't like being warm. Wow, this is like the thickest material it feels so good. I'm not just saying that because it's mine. I I did not like handpick this material or anything. I just thought the shirt looked cool. But this company that I've gotten this merch through, everything feels so good. And that's really nice because, you know, I want to have good quality stuff. And it's nice for me to be able to wear something that I, I actually like and not just because it has conscious contact on it. So Anyway, getting into it, there is someone that I follow and I love her stuff. I think that it is aspirational and it's just lovely to look at, honestly. It's Ballerina Farm on Instagram. Her name is Hannah. She is a mother to, I believe, eight. She just had her eighth child a couple of weeks ago. She's competing in Mrs. or she is Mrs. America and is competing in Mrs. World which means they're just a little bit older, they're married, they have children, it's kind of like Miss America type of thing. But Mrs., hence the whole being married part. She lives on a huge farm with her husband and her kids. They sell dairy goods, meat, homewares, baked goods, and she makes some of the most beautiful videos. And I was kind of confused when I was scrolling through Instagram and saw that there was like some drama going on with her. I'm thinking, what the hell could there be drama with this woman about? So the first part that I want to get into is she made a little carousel on Instagram of some pictures and videos of kind of the past week when she had had her baby and what's happening after. Because again, she's competing in a pageant right now after very uh, soon to that having had a child. So one of the first comments that I saw on this post, which is literally her being excited about having a new baby, it's like her kids holding the baby, the farm, yada, yada, is someone, and I won't, you know, put your name out there, but they said, can we normalize actually staying in bed postpartum or question mark, question mark, question mark. And immediately in my head, I'm thinking how sad it is for the person that left that comment to feel so judged by this woman's life somehow. And it, it makes no sense. And I think a lot of us can fall into that trap. But specifically taking the time to go on someone's Instagram post where they're not telling you how to live or this is not a how-to on postpartum from her. This is her just sharing what her last week has looked like after having a new baby and competing in a pageant all while being a business owner. And for someone to take the time to write that, it makes me so sad because they're missing the point. This woman is not trying, you know, ballerina farm, Hannah, is not trying to tell you what to do. And if you feel like she is, 
that has more to do with you than it does with her. And I, I see this on social media a lot. It, it is this offense culture and finding any reason to be offended or to feel judged on your decisions based on the fact that someone else isn't making that same choice. And that kind of flows into the second person that's been in the spotlight recently that I want to talk about, and that's Sean Strickland. He is a UFC fighter. He is extremely pro saying what is on his mind. If you want to know exactly what he has said, there are plenty of people that have covered that. He shared it on his own Instagram. It is not a secret, uh, but I, I want to go deeper than the actual comments that he's made, and that's kind of the whole point of this podcast anyway. He is conservative in his views. I would guess he is a Republican, though I don't know if he's actually specifically stated that. But he's also been very open about his life and the trauma that he endured in his childhood that led him to be who he is today. And him kind of targeting and and using that rage that he has as a kid, and it was detrimental to him. He used to get in a lot of fights, but he transferred that into now a career as a UFC fighter, and he's doing very well in that. And a lot of, he's doing press conferences. And a lot of reporters are asking or trying to ask him gotcha questions, questions that are in no way, shape, or form related to his fight that he's about to have, really him as a human. It is asking him questions about posts that he made on social media many years ago and of which they're not actually that controversial and just asking him questions that have nothing to do with what he's actually there to answer questions about. And he's gone on many podcasts and has had many interviews, and he is not afraid to speak his mind. And he has an opinion, and he's not afraid to share that. And the bigger part of this is these journalists are kind of getting upset that either ESPN or the UFC are not telling him that he can't say it, which is wild. And he points this out in a lot of interviews that he does. We have free speech, and he's entitled to have that free speech. And I think people, and I say people, meaning these journalists with an agenda, are kind of upset about that because he's not being made to kowtow to, to any political ideology. He is not being fired for things that he's saying because they are not inherently negative, abusive, aggressive, racist. They are just his opinion, but they don't align with what is the popular narrative. And that is rubbing people the wrong way. And he is so lucky to work at a job like the UFC that allows him to speak his mind and be his own person because the owner of the UFC realizes that that is their opinion as their own human. And they're entitled to have their own opinion. We've gotten into this, this society that feels very much like you are only entitled to have an opinion if it is the same opinion that we're trying to push on you. And that's very scary, uh, especially since the government is one of the uh, you know branches that are that are trying to force this. It's not just a social narrative really anymore. The government is trying to step in and tell you what you can and cannot have an opinion on one way or the other. And going full circle back to Hannah and Ballerina Farm, there, you know, a lot of people will say that words are violence because you don't know how that's going to affect someone when you say it. And how do you know how that's going to make them feel? And I hear this coming from one side of the political aisle on certain issues. But then someone makes a comment like that under a new mom's post 
and they have no idea what she is going through or how that comment could possibly affect her. I mean, I, I know just from casually following her that she's getting ready to open up an expanded dairy farm. It's a very stressful time for her business. She's opening up a brick and mortar store to sell her homewares and they've been trying to get that cleaned up and ready to go. Her father is dealing with a very serious round of chemo and radiation, it looks like, for cancer. And yet this woman is making this huge judgment on her based on little snippets of her life that she was proud of to show on social media. She is taking that and making it about her and she's becoming personally offended by it because that's not what her postpartum looked like. We are so multifaceted. You do not have to look like the person next to you and you don't have to believe exactly like the person next to you. We're all entitled to our own opinion, our own viewpoints, as long as they are not, you know, stamping on someone else's rights. I think that that is what America was founded on. And to see this, this idea, and it, this is just the two people that have popped up recently, but to see this idea that you're not allowed to have your own opinion unless it's this specific one and you believe this certain way. It seems like a cult. It seems very dogmatic. And I see these same people uh, saying that religion is terrible. And I would argue that the way that they are forming their viewpoints and the, the way that they're trying to control people's opinions is exactly what they're saying they're fighting against with like, ultra-Orthodox religions or extremists. So just just food for thought there. And I had to make some notes because I have a lot of thoughts about this subject. And I just thought it was so interesting that these two people that I, you know, just casually follow because I think that they're interesting are in the news right now. <laughs> so a bigger part of this, especially with the Ballerina Farm comment, it, it's this need to see yourself reflected in media so that you feel validated. That is such a, a scary a scary place to be. And that puts not only a lot of pressure on these people that you're looking at on social media to be everything to everyone and to not be their unique selves because that's not going to appeal to the most people, but it, it might even push them the opposite direction to be as outrageous as possible to get attention so that they continue to look terminally unique. So no one can say, that they're, you know, showing off uh, one side of a viewpoint or another. And for her, the other comment that people are making about her because they found out that her husband's family has money, which does not mean her husband does, and it certainly didn't mean that she did, is that she's cosplaying being poor because of the simple life that she leads. I don't know where the hell someone got off trying to push that narrative. But I would argue that anyone that makes sourdough then is cosplaying being poor because that was inherently how you made bread is capturing the wild yeast in the air when you didn't have the money to buy this this new made yeast that was going to be sold in stores. That's, it's mind boggling to me. Mind boggling to me. Are people cosplaying being rich if they have a car? I, I, I don't understand that thought process and they didn't explain it enough for me to be able to even retort anything, but I just wanted to kind of mention that here that just because someone wants to live a simple life and their children aren't constantly 
on tablets um, that she's showing. Because again, you know, social media is a highlight reel of your life and she could very well have tablet time for her kids, but it doesn't seem that way based on how she lives her life. Because she wants to homeschool her children, because she, you know, cooks from scratch for most meals of her day for her and all of her children and her husband, because she's very close to her family, uh, they are trying to say that she's somehow cosplaying being poor, even though she makes money and theoretically her husband comes from money. So it's it, it's very odd to me the lengths that some people will go to to be offended. And I can't relate, honestly, because, and this is a trivial example, like most of mine are, and I do not actually feel this way. I want you to know that before I go into this. I don't drink. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, Drinking almost killed me and it ruined my life. But I don't go around on every person's video that posts themselves drinking or has an alcohol sponsor and tell them what a terrible human being they are and that this is detrimental to people that drink and why don't they think about the alcoholics before they post something like this and this could trigger someone and yada yada. I can't drink. That's me. That's my opinion. That's what I've chosen for my life. That's what I do. But you might not be an alcoholic and you have every right to drink should you want to. That is your personal choice to do that because alcohol is legal and if you are of age, that is your choice to make. My choice is different. Do I have opinions about alcohol? Sure. But once again, they are my opinions and they're informed by the experience that I had with alcohol. And I don't expect other people to even understand it, to be honest. But I definitely don't expect people to to censor themselves or their life in an effort to try to, to make themselves palatable to everyone in the world. I think that's nuts. And you can't please everyone. So even if you did try that, there's going to be someone that has something to say about it. And I I don't believe in drinking non-alcoholic beverages as an alcoholic. It's just not for me. It's not worth risking my sobriety for. And I've got lots of other reasons, but it's just not for me. Again, I don't go around on non-alcoholic, you know, recovery people's posts when they have non-alcoholic beverages and they're showing them off or they have a brand deal or whatever and say, this is terrible information to give to people who might be new in sobriety thinking that this is, that's none of my business. This person is not required to bow to my thoughts and my opinions. They're not required to curate their life to appease me. It's social media. They're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want as long as they're not saying that I should, as an alcoholic, drink non-alcoholic beverages because, again, it goes both ways. I don't want someone telling me what to do. I'm not going to tell someone else what to do. But if you want to have a conversation about my opinion and yours, I would love to do that because I think that's how you foster growth or at the very least understanding someone that doesn't agree with you. But instead of that conversation, instead of, you know, this woman on Hannah's Instagram saying, Wow, how did you find the energy, the strength, the willpower? Like, what did you do to be able to feel recovered enough that soon after a baby to to be doing what you're doing? And even if Hannah told this woman what she did, it still might not work for her because this is Hannah's life, not this random woman commenting on Instagram's life. And I, I don't understand the need 
to be validated by external people, places, or things to feel comfortable with the choices I've made for my life. I should feel comfortable in those choices because I've examined my morals and my values in my life and the choices that I'm making and the opinions that I have reflect those morals and values that I've come to want to either cultivate or have in my life. Why would I need external validation for that? Why would I need someone to make me feel comfortable with those choices? Another example that I'll I'll give, Hannah Ballerina Farm has eight children. I have no children and I've chosen not to have kids. I'm not going on her Instagram telling her how outrageous it is that she's got eight children and how I would never do that. And there's some people that can't have that many kids because of their financial situation. I have seen comments like that on her Instagram as well. This poor woman is just living her life, you know, and it seems like a real good one. So good for her. And I hope she keeps it up. But it is this thought process that we get into that, you know, Everyone must believe that the way I believe for me to feel good about that choice. And that's a cult. (laughs) That is a cult. Um, Or at the very least, that's an extreme, extreme viewpoint. And the other like side view to that that I was kind of thinking is this woman, Hannah from Ballerina Farm, is just living her life. And then Sean Strickland is just having his own opinion about something. And somehow that is a threat to someone else's way of life. Why, again, this kind of goes back to like, why, why do you feel like that's such a threat to the way that you're living your own life? Why do you not have a support system that, that is holding you up? If you do have issues and you do need external validation, why don't you have someone to talk to? You know, like it, you should cultivate that instead of trying to tear down someone else and their capacity to live an authentic life for themselves. Why don't you try to find what an authentic life is for you? And that's going to be different for everyone. You shouldn't model that after anything you see on social media. Definitely not after anything that I might say or do, because these are the choices I'm making for me and myself. And they, they should not have any impact on you other than potentially making you think about someone that like if I disagree with you or you disagree with me, Maybe hearing me talk about it might help you understand someone that thinks the way that I do. I'm not asking you to change your mind. If you do, cool. That means that you've done the work to examine your own opinions and if they line up with your morals and values. Am I sounding like a broken record? Because that's kind of how I feel about it. I also wanted to say like, there is this, what what I have seen generally on, on social media is everyone is terminally unique and special and no one is like them and they're trying to find that niche that no one else has. And you do that to go viral, you do that to have more clicks, you know, yada, yada. It's kind of like relatable is being thrown out the window at this point and everyone is terminally unique, but everyone should also believe the same thing is the broad narrative that I'm seeing. So like, you can believe you're whatever you want. I could be a cat one day and a dolphin the next. And that's just, again, like very lighthearted example. But I still have to believe exactly what the popular social narrative is at the time. Why does that make sense? 
how can I not be unique and also have a unique set of opinions? Why, why is that not an option? And maybe it is. Maybe I get shown a lot of things that are very narrow-minded. That could be a possibility. But I, and the weird thing is, and I, I say this a lot, the more that I talk to people in person about these issues, the less extreme it like answers that I get. You see extreme answers on social media or extreme viewpoints because that's what gets the clicks. But when I talk to people about these issues in person, it, it's a very civil, normal, non-extreme conversation because we all kind of land somewhere closer towards the middle than on the far sides of either political viewpoint or social viewpoint. And I think most people that I have in my life, and I hope this for you, are genuinely good people and don't want to see other people hurt. So we do have that common ground of understanding to be able to talk about hard things. And if the people that you have in your life don't feel that way and they're calling for death to all people who don't agree with them, maybe you should really look at who you've got in your life. Uh, that's another thing that I've kind of talked to people about in person is, you know, some people have really taken certain political ideology beliefs or certain extreme beliefs as truth and will not examine if they match up with what they actually believe and they take them wholesale and it is very dogmatic like they're saying religion is, which I've not that, had that experience in my adult life with religion. But they are just unwilling to talk to anyone that has a different viewpoint. They think that you're a horrible person if you believe differently than them. And we're not talking about like basic ethics. Like, I don't believe people should murder other people. We're not talking about stuff like that. We're talking about very surface level shit, in my personal opinion. And it, it is this aggression, this unwillingness to, to hear someone else out, because that is where I really, really want to leave this conversation, is with, with people that have a large social following. So like the ballerina farms and Sean Strickland, UFC fighters, political commentators, uh, YouTube people, like whenever they share their opinion about something, the people that do not agree with them will shout for them to be deplatformed and take their livelihood taken away from them and tell them they're a horrible human being simply because they have a different opinion. And I want to see that change. I, I don't know how that changes. I don't know how we get to a place where we have conversations about, um, you know, why that person believes differently than me and what can I learn from that and how can I talk to someone that believes the same as them so I have more of an understanding of that issue. And maybe if I thought the way they did, maybe I would believe that way instead of the way I believe. And fostering that, that getting back to humanity and really being able to sit down with one another and not, you know, cry out for them to be massacred because they don't agree with me. I, that just seems like a slippery slope and I just see it more and more and more. And it, it's, these examples I'm giving are, are kind of laughable. You know, obviously Hannah from Ballerina Farm does not give a fuck what anyone else thinks because she's just living her life. Sean Strickland obviously does not give a fuck what other people think. And he is living his life. And I, I, I think, and this might be the deepest part of this conversation, I think that 
is what bugs people. I don't think it's the difference of opinion. I think it's the fact that someone has an unaffected personality. They are living their life the way that they want to, the way that they've outlined it. They are being who they are and they're not apologizing for it. And they're not a bad person, so they shouldn't apologize for it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's really intriguing. I, I don't think that we see that very often. And I want to see more of it. I want to see people being their authentic selves and, and not needing external validation for it, knowing that plenty of people disagree with them and believing it anyway, not asking everyone else to change their opinion and agree with them. Because again, external validation is not the key to peace and serenity. <laughs> you must look within. Um, that feels like a very Yoda saying. I'm sure it's either that or something from the Karate Kid. But it is, it is a shift that I want to see made to where you can be unique, you can be yourself, and you don't need other people to agree with you or co-sign your stuff for you to be validated. You should feel validated in yourself. That takes a lot of self-love. That takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of looking deeper at why you believe what you believe and feeling okay with it, not needing other people to tell you that it's okay that you believe that way. So I hope that makes you think about your belief system in some way, shape, or form. Examine it. Do a little, you know, beginning of the year refresh. I talked about that in my new way to set resolutions uh, podcast. And yeah, I, I wonder what your thoughts and opinions are. How do you feel one way or the other about these? Have you even heard of these two people? Maybe you're blissfully unaware and you're living your life too and you don't need external validation and you don't participate in the drama, which is another great goal to have. Yeah, continue this conversation with me in the comments below. Let's discuss it. I'm always into discussing it, especially if you don't agree with me. So I will see you in the next one.